BHH Productions presents KB Cabaret, an original variety show, with your host, Bree Harvey. Hi folks, and welcome to KB Cabaret. My name is Bree Harvey, head writer and producer of this show. KB Cabaret is a calabaloo of original skits, songs, poetry, and short stories. What's Calabaloo, you ask? Magic from a child's creative imagination. I was five when I coined that word, and it's been with my family ever since. The settings originate from my hometown, Parlor City. And the stories originate from people... Who are a product of fiction. Names, characters, places, and incidents either are products of the author's imagination or are used fictitiously. Any resemblance to actual events, locales, or persons living or dead is entirely coincidental. Thank you, Kate. That, folks, obviously, is my lawyer. Starring my friends, the Parlor City Players, Judy McMahon, Kate Murray, Molly Murray, Charles Berman, John Carey, John Montgomery, Bill Murray, and me, your host, Bree Harvey. KB Cabaret would also like to introduce a new voice talent, Dawn Gould. Welcome to our town. City, where our friends come, come out to play. When neighbors don't leave, they stay and chat a while. Welcome to our town, to KB Cabaret. This week on KB Cabaret, our special guest is the musical group Driftwood. Welcome to our town, to KB Cabaret. Mornings are a special time for me. My rituals are simple. A good cup of coffee, soft classical music, and a little daily feature in our local newspaper called Advice with Granny Ada. And now, KB Cabaret presents Advice with Granny Ada, Parlor City's cherished advice columnist. Dear Granny Ada, Over the past 30 years, my husband and I have had the pleasure of being friends with a well-known Hungarian artist. Not only is he sweet and kind, but he has been there for both my husband and me in times of need. Last week, he asked me to model for one of his paintings. I was honored, to say the least. So was my husband. However, I am shocked from the response I have had from my parents. They are dead set against my modeling nude for our dear friend. Granny Ada, this is art, not pornography. How childish for my parents to believe this is anything else but above board. Since you are from my parents' generation, I would like your valued opinion on the matter. Model material. Dear material, How delightful! There are several questions that come to mind before I can answer. Do you have children and or grandchildren? Will your husband be in the studio? Will you have well-placed fabric wrapped around your feminine areas? I understand the difference between art and pornography, but... 
Let's face it, dear. Artists may be talented, but rarely above board. Your mutual Hungarian friend has other intentions, dear. He wants to see your lady parts, and this is such a thinly disguised excuse. If you really want to know how to respond to this Central European Casanova, tell him to find another muse to pose for him. You are a middle-aged woman who has no business to expose yourself to temptation and public humiliation. Remember, dear, fidelity above gravity should be your only priority. Keep your clothes on and your marriage intact. Thank you for writing, honey. Have a nice day. Granny Ada Ladies and gentlemen, Parlor City chef and left hook extraordinaire, Beulah Deschamps. Hi, Bree. How are you? I'm better, Beulah. Thank you. I'm so sorry, dear. Beulah, it was an accident. Let it go. Well, I brought over a consolation gift. Beulah, you didn't have to. I know, I know, but I know how much you like the chocolate-covered strawberries I make. Oh, yes, I do very much. Thank you. I made these with extra special ingredients. Oh. Yes, I injected these white chocolate strawberries with strawberry liqueur mixed with sweet sparkling wine. Really? Really. And I brought a bottle of strawberry liquor-infused sparkling wine coolers to wash the berries down with. Let's have some. It'll make your chin feel better. Okay, Beulah, I will have a strawberry. Oh, marvelous. Oh, Beulah, this is the best white chocolate-covered strawberry I ever had. I'm so happy. Have some of that sparkling cooler, dear. Just a little. Cheers. Cheers. Too bad I don't remember much of the party after you kicked me. Well, dear... There's another reason I'm here. Oh? Yes. I brought a video excerpt for you and your audience to see, I mean hear, of my son Polly's birthday party. Do, do we dare listen? Well, I think you should. Okay. Boys, turn on the tape. Have another strawberry. couldn't tell me you were engaged to this redhead before you got here. Her name is Charlene, Mama. I didn't even hear you were dating anyone seriously. Bree, did you ever hear my telling Polly was dating anyone seriously? No, Beulah, but please don't get me involved in this. No, Bree, you have to hear me out, too. First of all, Mama, you're the last one who should say anything. Now that you shacked up with flabby abs over here. You broke your hand on my abs, Polly. Ah, forget it. I'm getting some more punch. And second of all, Charlene and I met three weeks ago at Luigi Flanagan's Tacos and Pole Dancing Pub. It was love at first sight. 
Luigi Flanagan's Tacos and Pole Dancing Pub. Here's some punch, Beauby, in your extra special large glass. Oh, Bobby, you read my mind. Debbie, you want some punch? Oh, oh, you mean me? My name is Bree, Bobby. Okay, sure, thank you. No sweat, Barbara. Be right back. Pole dancing. Charlene's a pole dancer? Yes, Mama. And she also doubles as the best taco maker this side of the East Coast. Oh, Paul! <laughs> well, big deal. Tacos are tacos. But I bet Charlene here is not a high kicker like me. Oh, Mama, not again. You only kick high because you're double-jointed. I can kick high enough. Let's have a shots contest. Best 15 out of 20 leg kicks. B.U.B., where's the vodka? Boy, your mom can kick high. Charlene is giving a run for her money. Still. Sir, what are your intentions with my mama? I don't know. I'm just hanging out. Oh, my gosh. Bree, are you all right? Oh, my chin. Oh, Paulie, get some eyes. I, I high-kicked Bree in the chin. Then I win by default. <laughs> Here, Bree. Here's some ice. No, that's the gin and tonic popsicle. You don't want to waste that. Well, you're right. This is too good to use on a chin. Here, I'll get the plain ice. I just kicked Bree in the chin. How do you figure you won? Here you are. Plain ice in a baggie. Thanks. You really like my popsicles, Polly? Yes. To be honest, they're delicious. That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. I didn't notice before, Polly, but the cucumbers and the popsicles match the green in your eyes. Now dim the lights, boys and girls, and let's sing all together. You don't have to, Bree, since your jaw hurts. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Polly. Happy birthday. I'm so sorry about your chin, but all's well that ends well. Yes, it really was an interesting party. And the best part of it is that Polly broke off the engagement. Oh, is that good news? Absolutely. Polly had no business being engaged to that gold digger. Well, Beulah, good for you and your family. I definitely don't want to get involved. More strawberries? Mm. <laughs> One more. Ladies and gentlemen, Beulah Deschamps. I will post the recipe for the strawberries on Beulah's recipe link. Just go to kbcabaret.com and click on to Beulah's recipe bar. So what you've been hearing is a little excerpt 
from Driftwood, a band. It's called Outer Space. And with me in studio, I have Claire Byrne. Claire, I would like to welcome you to KB Cabaret. Well, thanks so much for having me, Grace. We're, we're glad to be on the show. You are amazing. I've been watching and listening to your music and watching some of your videos. Tell me a little bit about the sound of your band. I definitely feel like adding rock and roll into the description is vital. Obviously, the band itself, as far as instrumentation goes, is very like old-timey, bluegrassy, just rootsy. We have upright bass, acoustic guitar, banjo, and fiddle, and voices. And at the core of it, that is what we use to get our sound. And everybody has different influences from all sorts of different musics, but I think just a general love of classic rock and roll tunes, a desire to rock, it has brought us to that sound. When I joined the band, we used to be a lot more rootsy, and we would play these shows, and we'd be playing with bands that had full drum sets and electric guitars and amps, and we were like, how can we compete with this? When we get up there next, you know, we're going to sound so tiny. And so I think a lot of the sound kind of came from a lot of discussion about that. So tell me a little bit about this Outer Space song that we were listening to in the beginning of the show. Outer Space is a tune we wrote together. And we actually wrote it on our way to a venue called The Outer Space in Hamden, Connecticut. So we're going to play this venue. And the venue is usually a couple people. And, and so we wrote this tune about the trip there and about playing at the venue. Anybody listening out there that has been to the venue just knows it's a wonderful spot and the people there that work there are just amazing. But that's what the tune is about. So Outer Space, we have Dan Forsythe, Joe Kolar, and Joey Curry along with you, Claire? That's correct. Okay, Claire Byrne. And let's listen more to Outer Space. Around all your faces glow, but there's no sound, no, no. The ghosts are in your house, the ghosts are in the Stevenson Dam, and in the blue they drive for me, so I could be your
You mean breakfast? Oh, yes, lunch. For how many? I'm sorry? How many? That's right. Very good. Uh, this way, ma'am. Thank you, young lady. I'm a man. Hmm? I'm a man. With hair like that and those earrings? <laughs> yeah, right? I'll have your server bring the menu. Alrighty then. Huh. Man, indeed. They're not making them how we remember, that's for sure. Hmm. Hmm. I see they've redecorated. Here's your menu, ma'am. Thank you, Sonny. Um, I'm a woman? Yes, there are two or three more coming. Okay. Would you like coffee? No tea, but coffee would be nice. I'll be right back. Mmm, handsome. Not bad from the back, either. <laughs> I have to get these hearing aids checked. Music seems so quiet. Here's your coffee. Uh, ma'am, your phone is ringing. Hmm? How's that? Your phone. Oh, my phone. Thank you, Sonny. I must have turned it down. Hello? Hello? Nuts. Hmm, let's see. Where are my glasses? Oh, oh, here they are. Okay, five, 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 
breakfast. Well, apparently the others are not coming, so we'll order and then be on our way. Say, do you still have the short stack special? Three pancakes with two eggs, easy over, and sausage? Yes, ma'am. Oh, goody. Abigail and I will have those. Now, this next song that we're going to be playing is The Company Store. I really want to get to it, but what I really want to hear is how you guys met, uh, how you developed your band, um, Driftwood. The name itself, how did you come up with that? Just tell me a little bit about the background of Driftwood. Before I was in the band, Joe and Dan were in lots of bands together. Joe and Dan have been playing together for about 20 years. In all sorts of configurations, jam bands, funk bands, all electric bands. And at some point, they were sitting around the kitchen table with Joe's older sister, and they would want to start this kind of acoustic band. We'd just go around the country 
and go out our instrument on the street and, and play, you know, in that way, instead of having to have an amp and haul in the drum. And the older sister said, well, then you should call the band Driftwood. And they said, oh, that's a great idea. And so they started that band, and I joined about three years later. And we met through mutual friends from Ithaca. But I had gone to college, and he was in the music scene, and heard Driftwood, and Anthony came out on the road on a little tour he had put together for both groups. So I met them that way, and we kind of went from there. You are an amazing violinist. When I saw you play, you're just natural, and your presence on stage really creates the scene that you're comfortable. You're really comfortable with what you do. I really enjoy it. And I also love the art of performing. I think there's a real art to performance itself. Mm-hmm. It goes beyond like playing, and I really like thinking about that and holding my skill as a performer. There are certainly times when I'm not so comfortable, you know, maybe mm-hmm. you don't feel good or you're tired or the sound is difficult and you're not having a good time or, you know, you never know and something in your personal life isn't going well. Right. Uh, but you gotta put, you gotta flip a switch. That's true. You know, other people, other people don't want to know that. They don't want. They want. They're there for a good time. They're good. Yeah, well, good time, but also a lot of your lyrics sort of make a connection, I believe, with the audience. And that's what makes your music special. From that segue, we're going to go and listen to the company store. Tight, 
becomes a crime when it becomes a test. Call it what you will, it's love that is best. Well, take me get tired. to see you. Who is it, Margaret? It seems to be a duck. A duck? A duck. What is a duck doing outside my office? Says there's personal business with you to conduct. He said that? She, sir. She said that? Yes, sir. She talks? Yes, sir. Well, let her in, I guess. This way, Ms... Bills. Henrietta Duck Bills. Really? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Ms. Duck Bills. Henrietta is fine. Right, it's just Ducky. <laughs> I- I'm sorry again, Ms. Bills. I mean, I mean Henrietta. <clears throat> Sir? Thank you, Margaret. You can go now. If I need you, Margaret, I'll call you on the intercom. Yes, sir. Darling. Baby, what are you doing here, Henny? I was going out to the lake this afternoon. I know, but I couldn't wait. The Mallards have been vying for my attention since December. But, Henny, honey, you chose me last fall. I know, my sweet Drake. I couldn't resist your grunt whistle or your fancy bobbing tail feathers. Well, you made me those tail feathers. I know, and the colors were spectacular. I still can't believe you're here. Do you want to go out to lunch? Wouldn't takeout be more appropriate? I don't want to run into your wife or her friends. True. Okay. What'll you have, pizza? No, bread is really not good for me. I'm trying to cut down on my carbs. Chinese? They have a wonderful Peking de... Oh, uh, never mind. How about a nice salad from Garden of Salad Temptations? 
Yes, that sounds swell. Make sure they put on loads of unsalted seeds. Maybe some apple bits, too. Oh, Margaret, call Garden of Temptations. Order a salad with extra unsalted seeds and apple bits for Ms. Bills, and I'll have the chicken Caesar hold the lettuce. Have them delivered to the office. Yes, sir. Thank you, Margaret. Oh, Drake. What? You ordered a chicken Caesar. So? How could you be so callous? I'm not callous, honey. But you knew from the start I'm a carnivore. I know. I know. I'm sorry, Drake, honey. I'm just emotional. To be honest, Drake, I'm here for another reason. I knew something was up. What is it, sweetie? I had a phone call out in the reeds. A phone call? How is that possible? With wireless, Drake, anything's possible. Ah. Anyway, that's not the point. Well, who was it? It was a fox. A fox? Yes. She seemed to know you. Honey, honey, I've never even come close to a fox. Don't you try to outfox me. How long have you been seeing her? I don't know what you're talking about. You're daffy. Shut up. Just answer the question. Okay, fine. She's foxy. She eats meat. Yeah, I know. Foxes devour ducks, Drake. Okay, okay, I'll come clean, Henny. I don't shed my skin for just anybody. I'll tell you the truth. It was just one night, just one night, Henny baby, I promise. Forget it, Drake. Your duck days are over. You're a no-good, fox-hunting, wife-cheating, two-timing snake. Are you through quacking? Maybe. I'm usually flexible, Henny, but I'm tired of your daffy ways. You say we're through, then we're through. What are you doing? No, I'm sorry. I changed my mind. Margaret, cancel the order from Garden of Temptations. Miss Duckbills has flown the coop, and to be honest... I'm full to the brim. Couldn't swallow another bite. Oh, isn't he cute? Goo-goo-poo. Sweetums. Smiling, smiling, sweetums. Yeah, lady, I'm smiling. How old are you? I figure 40, 45, and you're acting like a chimp? Oh, Martha, you are so lucky to have such a handsome, winsome little... Thank you. You know, one really never experiences unconditional love until you have a newborn baby. Oh, are you going to feed him right now? Yes, we have a great food processor. We can puree everything down fresh and healthy. No jars for this boy. Am I right? Hmm, 
baby weeby. Am I right? Oh, crap. More of this health food? Last time it tasted like cardboard dipped in spinach juice. Here comes the choo-choo train. Choo-choo, woo Really? Here comes the catapult, mother. <laughs> Guess your son doesn't like that. What was it again? Uh, uh, honey and squash, could you hand me a towel? Squash and honey. That didn't taste sweet at all. It still tasted like cardboard dipped in weak sugar water. Perhaps, Mother, you should pick up a copy of Rachel Ray or Emerald. Get some tip on flavoring. Oh, oh, why are you crying? What do you think, madam? Perhaps some of that green stuff up there tastes better. Well, do you want some of this pea mash? Let's try it. Oh, good grief. That's just as awful. Open a can of spaghetti or mac and cheese. Oh, he is making such a funny oney face. Oh, poor sugar bear. You usually love Mommykin's food. You know, lady, this is why children in the U.S. have a weight problem. We become emotional junk food eaters. Your talk and your cooking make us go crazy. Yeah, baby, baby. Maybe you'd like some pureed pears? All right, at least I can eat this and make you clean up the after effects in a few hours. See, this isn't so bad. Not for me, Mama, but hoo-hoo-hoo, it will be for you. Would my little puddin' pop like a story? Oh, why, yes, I would love a story. Here's a good one. Dipsity Wabbit. No, no, no. I want a story about the American Revolution. Something perhaps by Adam or Franklin. Dipsity Wabbit was a sad little bunny. He hadn't a friend in the world. One day, Dipsity hopped along the bunny path and was slaughtered by a gang of malicious baby wabies who were tired of homemade mush and gibberish from supposed adult people. Oh, look how cute he is. So serious. <laughs> Obviously, he loves that story. I know. We just can't get enough of Dipsity Wabbit. Oh, my. <laughs> Do you smell that? <laughs> yes. Ooh. Oh, how does such a little thing produce so much? Just doing my job, Mama. Just doing my job. Now this song, uh, called Before I Rust, just the title itself really drew me in. Give me a little background about Before I Rust. Before I Rust has a pretty interesting background. Essentially, it's about working for something that you really believe in and wanting to get there before your time has passed or something like that, which is the Before I Rust part. But this song was actually inspired by a guy we met in New York City who was doing a radio show down there, WFUV, John Platt Radio Series. And the other guest on the show that day was Nora Jones' guitar player. 
show, and then there was like an actual live show that people could come and watch. After that, we were chatting with Adam after that show. He had to go, he had to catch a flight to LA. I don't know. He was, he was much more big time than we were. But he, said, he looked at us and said, I'll see you at the top. I'm going to see you at the top. And so Dan really was inspired by that line, and that and that line in the song. And so he wrote the song kind of uh, about that, about the struggle of getting to where you want to be. You know, which may not necessarily be like the top top, but everybody has their own version of the top, and, and working towards that. I think that's why I love the message in this. All right, so let's listen to Before I Rust. What you wearing? The usual black. You? This floral. <sighs> I wish I looked like that. Thanks. Look, uh, you don't have to go, you know. I know, but I promised. Promises can be broken. Maybe, but, you know, I prom- I know you promised. Well, let's get this over with. Do you have the keys? Yep. Good. <laughs> We're almost here. Just uh, take a right at the intersection.
think it's that one over there. Hi. 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 I am so glad you could come. Come inside. So, have a seat. We're actually just about to start. Hello all, and welcome to the game selection process. This big wheel is called the selector, and each of our participants gets a turn to spin. So, who would like to go first? We have two new ladies in the front. Ah, perfect. How about that lovely lady in the floral? You get to spin first. Me? Oh, this is exciting. Spin the wheel. Here we go, and it's a lion. Good. Now, let's see what the lady in black will bring. <sighs> okay. Spin that wheel. Too bad. Now let's have the lady in the red straw hat come up to spin the wheel. Well, ladies, what do you think so far? This is fun. I don't get it. Oh, come on. The concept is simple. We get to eat our prey. I'm not going to eat that sloth. Oh, no, ladies, you have it all wrong. You're going to cohabitate with it. What? What do you mean, cohabitate with it? You have to live in a lion's den, yes, and fight with your food and sleep 22 hours a day. And you have to live in a tree. That's it. I'm out of here. It's all part of our Back to Nature program. You are to find your inner nature. You are to be one with your animals. Thank you, but if I wanted to be one with an animal, I would still be dating my loser ex-boyfriend. Yeah, I would still be dating her loser ex-boyfriend, too. I thought this was a charity. It is. People will be placing bets on who will be eaten by the end of next week. Either way, it's a win-win. If you're eaten, 70% of the proceeds will be given to WCWC. If you survive, 100% of the proceeds will go to... WCWC. What's WCWC? Who cares what charity? Get your bags. We're leaving. Hold them down, Jack. They signed forms. No! no! Wait! Wait! No! It's a good cause. Back in the room. So, Martha, what did you win? A jackal, but I don't get it. What do I do with a jackal? Eat it? Martha, let's take a walk. I'll tell you all about it. By the way, you did sign your release form, right? WCWC. We stand for Who Cares What Charity, and we are a good cause. Hey, we got 70% so far. Now, last but not least, we are going to turn to a song that is, I think, 
hands down my absolute favorite. Something about this song, it's the rhythm, the lyrics, the performance, I think the combination all together. It's called The Sun's Going Down. We're going to be listening to this in a few moments. But first, I want to thank you, Claire, for being on our show. I sort of feel giddy having you on my show because I'm such a fan. Uh, I really enjoyed talking with you and say hi to the rest of the gang, Dan and Joe and Joey. Tell me about Sun Going Down before we lead out with this. That one was written by Dan. It's actually, he, he initially wanted to write like a country duet, something like the Tammy Wynette, George Jones, or Loretta Lynn and Conway Twitty kind of stuff. The idea, you know, was that these two people were kind of in a bar, which was great because then when the music video finally came into fruition, we were in a bar. So when we started working on it, it actually had quite a Zydeco feel. And we were trying to get away from that. We wanted to do something a little bit different, a little bit more kind of a newer feel. Man, we, we recorded it probably two or three times. We actually had a lot of trouble recording this song on the last album and just trying to get the right feel and the right energy. The energy was the toughest part because it's such an energetic tune. But it's pretty hard to get that momentum and energy in the studio sometimes. It can be hard. It's a really fun tune. We, we love fun. It is a fun tune. We're going to listen to this. And again, I'm going to pause for a second because I want to say that DriftwithTheBand.com is also linked to our uh, website on the musicians page and check out their albums these particular songs we heard today are off of the third studio cd of driftwood they have a live album that came out in grassroots in 2014 and they're just working you're working on a new one right we are yes it'll be out in november okay and it's going to be out in november so check out the site driftwoodtheband.com which is also linked to kbcabaret.com and on our musicians page And thank you very much, Claire, for being on our show. And let's go out with The Sun's Going Down. Thanks, Claire. Thank you. Where I go, I go, I know I see. I'm not one for nostalgia or the changing of scenes Where I go, I go Who I know I see And I'm stubborn and lame and not about to change No kind of lifestyle for no kind of dame I know what I am And I know what I want Well, the sun's going down So if you want me around And if you want me, I'll be right here
to thank you, our wonderful audience, for tuning in. KB Cabaret could not exist without you. I would also like to thank our hard-working actors and writers, Kate Murray, Judy McMahon, Molly Murray, Charles Berman, John Carey, John Montgomery, and Bill Murray. And I'd like to thank our hard-working sound engineer, Charles Berman, and his assistant, Valentine Monfuega. My musical engineer, Dave Rice, and a special shout-out to Christina Danella, my former music engineer, who is now working on Broadway. KB Cabaret is always looking for original musicians and writers. Inquire at kbcabaret.com. And sponsors, we have a special page just for you at kbcabaret.com. Just go on to the sponsors link and hook up with our climbing number of over 20,000 plus listeners and growing that we are generating live on this show, our podcast, and on iTunes. In Parlor City, there are no goodbyes, only farewells. Until next time, this is Bree Harvey. Have a Calabaloo type of day. have you and share our policy city come back again now to kb cabaret